Hello and welcome to the We Don't Wanna podcast. This is normally the show where we really don't want to. But for the start of this new series, we still don't yet know if we wanna. So come along and join us as we continue our journey through the brand new, hot off the presses, smoking hot, Wheel of Time show. We're your hosts, I am Scott, and joining me as always, you know, I gotta be real with you guys here for a second, we've we've kind of been mad at each other, we've been fighting about dumb stuff here lately, but I'm told, I hear, that there's nothing like a little slap and tickle to short out your relationship woes. It's Zachary, it's Zachary, <laughs> he's here for that slap and tickle. <laughs> idiot in the middle of a little lover's spat oh my god who doesn't love a little slap and tickle it just makes all your problems go away (laughs) that's so good that's a good entrance i love it hell yeah dude that's just you know just giving the people what they want we'll get to the slap and tickle a little later oh i can't wait till we get to the slapping and the tickling (laughs) i love that phrase by the way i think the only other time i've ever heard it uh, that comes to mind immediately is in Beer Fest. Have you seen, have you seen Beer Fest? I have seen Beer Fest, yeah. When, I can't remember when, when they say that, though. When he's super, super drunk, and he's seeing that uh, that fat girl as, like, the super smoking hot yes. thing, and yes, then he's yes, remembering yes. back to the night before, and she tells him, yeah, you looking for a little slap and tickle? It's very, very funny. God, so ridiculous. Anyway... Uh, we are not here to talk about Beer Fest, however. We are here to talk about episode three of The Wheel of Time, uh, Amazon's new series. Uh, if you're here listening to episode three, you've probably listened to episodes one and two by now. What kind of a weird ass would just skip, skip straight to episode three? Don't be that weirdo. Go listen to episodes one and two. Um... Yeah, we're kind of going through here. Zach and I are both, of course, new to this series. We're going to spoiler this episode and talk about previous episodes. So if you do not want to be spoiled, go watch those first. Or if you just want to hang out here and enjoy it with us, uh, you can absolutely do that as well. Not allowed. Okay, sorry. My bad. Zach says it's not allowed. Not allowed. So get the hell out. Go. Get out, devil. I feel Um, like... like a lot of people here are um, probably not used to you uh, doing the intro. That's true. That's true. I have not done an intro in months, and here I am doing three, three in a row. It's like Christmas came early, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any way that our listeners don't have to listen to my voice, it's a good time, so... Listen, no, they get enough of my voice through the Harry Potter episodes. I do nothing but talk endlessly, and I never let Zach in uh, a word in edgewise. You do um, let me get in, though. I let him get in, but not a word in. (laughs) I I have to gag him. (laughs) Got to do a little slap and tickle first, though. (laughs) Did you say you've got to gag me? (laughs) I mean, hey, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad that you didn't catch on to that right away. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, Zach, since since they're sick of me talking already about gagging things, um, why don't you give us the the quick synopsis, the quick rundown of what happens in this here episode three? Yeah, so if you, if you haven't already listened to episode one and two, we're going to give you the shortened version of what's going on in this episode, kind of in the a quick nutshell. quick and dirty. Quick and dirty. Just, little, like just it. slap and tickle it around, you know, make it nice and... <laughs> God damn, what are we doing? I don't know, uh, we're already And then we the will rails. dive in to uh, some, some top moments, talk about our feels and uh, how we're taking some oh. things here throughout the episode. Uh, points of interest, if you will. Uh, so this, this episode starts with... Uh, we get a little bit of a uh, flashback here with... Uh, what the hell's her name again? Nanave. Nanave. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So with Nanave, uh, she agrees to help. They and then we we kind of just follow our our two, well two other groups now, uh, mm-hmm. as they are trying to make their way and they are taken to various places, and we have a couple new character introductions. Definitely uh, some new characters. Some people get into some hot water, and it's a lot of fun. Um. But all is all is uh, all is good with their with their with their uh, peeps because they make it out alive and continue on their journey. For now, for dun, dun, dun. now, uh, yeah. So this is really just kind of a continuation of trying to get to the White Tower. Um, I, I don't know. So like, it's it's this episode that has me wondering. Okay, what is to be expected of the rest of this uh, series, or or I should say, of the season? Yeah, yeah. Are we going to end the season with getting to the White Tower? Like, is that the final, like, part of it? Or, like, will we get there and then actually start getting to work? That's kind of exactly where I was at as well. I honestly didn't give any thought previously to what I expected um, until this point, kind of this episode. I I didn't... I didn't give much thought to, like, where this was going. Well, not where it was going, but, like when it was going to happen like like you said are we going to get to the white tower and that will be like the end of this episode or the end of the season i should say right the entire journey they're going to take this entire season or will we get there sooner and you know start getting stuff there um the way this episode goes i kind of feel like i'm expecting more of the first like it's going to take them this entire season to get to the white tower and i don't know if I'm into that. Yeah, me neither. That's that's why I'm wondering. I I gotta be honest. I did not care for this episode uh, nearly as much as I think both of the first two. Interesting. Like there were good there were good moments, but there was some stuff. There were parts throughout. I I found myself feeling a little a little bored. Yeah, um, I agree. A little, little in the weeds. I, I, I do. I, was like, I feel like this, this still is better than episode one to me. So mm-hmm. right, right now it's two, three, one. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's fucking jump into this thing, man. So this episode kicks off with Nanave, uh, and and we we see what actually happened when she gets dragged off mm-hmm. at uh, the battle at the two rivers. So she's being pulled off by her hair, I think, right? Yeah, that's not great. Fucking no, ouch, seems, dude. Seems like it would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and these two tro- trollocs start, mm-hmm. like one of them starts just killing the other one. 
Yeah, she this Trolloc just drops her and decides. I think this other Trolloc is like injured, and this this Trolloc that's dragging her just decides. You know, eating this other injured Trolloc seems more interesting right now, so I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, fucking weird. Anyway, that's what happens. She uses this opportune moment to escape, so she runs away. Uh, chase ensues. The Trolloc is on her tail. And uh, she runs into this, um, we talked about it briefly in the first episode, into mm-hmm. this kind of like area with this like sacred pool thing. Right, yeah. Um, it was it was whatever. It was fine. She, she hid yeah. in the pool. Yeah. Uh, the Trolloc couldn't see her, didn't realize where she was, then realized, oh, she's probably in this pool. He gets in the water and she pops up behind him steals his sword and stabs him in the chest throat area. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she's fine. So cool. Hell yeah, Nanave. I mean that's that's badass. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um cool. So she she has apparently somehow tracked them this far and has stayed mm-hmm. that close to them, like on their trail, even though she I don't believe she had a horse. I don't understand. I'm a little like this these little things that I'm like, what? I, I just yeah. don't get it. Lan even also seems like how the fuck? Because later in the episode, like he's basically asked her, like, "How did you track us this far? Like, how did you track me this?" Yeah, far? we get some cheek from her because she's like, "Okay, go ahead, go ahead and ask." Right, and she's like, "Well, you can ask, but I didn't say I'd ever tell you." Yeah. So I don't know if there's a story there or if that's just their way of dodging this question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, whatever. So. I had to take note of this. Uh, we have talked in our last two episodes mm-hmm. how much we don't really like Randigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but he finally has a good character moment. Uh, and, it's, yes. and it's a decent scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so him and Perrin... No, I'm sorry, excuse me. Him and Matt yeah. uh, are up on this mountain. They've, cl- I mean, clearly been, you know, like wandering for... Mm-hmm. Sometime now, right? If they're up in a mountaintop, and I don't understand why they wouldn't have had this conversation when they first started setting off, and they waited until they got up to the top of a mountain to have it. But look, whatever, it looks good, <laughs> right? Sure, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a good good location, right? Well, listen, Matt's cold now, so now he needs to complain, right? Exactly. So th- they have a conversation about where they're gonna go, and and Randikin is like, uh. We we can't go back home, right? You you heard Moraine. These things are gonna chase us. If we go back home, we're gonna be dragging them back there with us. And also, uh, Egg is not gonna be going back home. She's gonna be going right. east. So we have to go east to the White Tower. To the White Tower. And Matt is just kind of like, for real, bro. Like that's what we're yeah. doing. Um, and there's a gag I love here where uh. Uh, Matt basically asks him, like, well, how are we going to even find the White Tower? And Randikin is like, oh, they say all roads lead there. <laughs> and Matt just goes, that's not how roads work. That's not how the force works, Anakin. <laughs> that's not how the force works, Randikin. Uh, it was very good. I yeah. loved that. It, it was it was pretty funny. Anyway, he has this kind of, like, internal struggle about where to go, and he finally, which we have seen him struggle with, the idea of like leaving home, right, and like mm-hmm. this whole fucking 
thing that him and Egg have had. Uh, he finally has accepted, like, this is the path we're on. Like, let's let's do this thing. And, and it's a good decision. It's done well. Uh, good for Randikin. I still don't yep. like you, but, like, you yeah. finally had some type of moment of substance. So, cool. Same. Um... My next note here says uh, that I'm liking Perrin quite a bit. Yeah, right? I like Perrin. And um, we get this very pure, oh, man, it's just like, it's such a simple scene, but it just, I, I was like, oh, my guy, Perrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this very simple scene where he's like, he's very pure, kind of good character scene with him trying to light this fire. Mm-hmm. So it's him and Egg, and it's very cold, it's very windy, they're out in this like plane. Wolves are following them. Right, wolves are following them. Constantly. So they are needing, they feel like they need to light a fire to keep the wolves away and obviously stay warm. Um, he, he can't, he can't get this fire lit. And he's just like, just constantly just like repeating, don't worry, don't worry, uh, Egwin or whatever her name is. Like, don't worry, I'll get it. Don't worry, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get the fire lit. And he's just like, kind of like, almost like trying to put himself at ease. Like, you can tell he's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and he's just striking this stone, trying to get a spark lit, and he ends up slicing his finger. Um, Egg ends up doing some magic and, like, helping him out, and she just apparently is a fucking sorcerer now, and she can she knows how to do the thing. Uh, but it, it, I thought it was a good, it was, like, a good, like, you're a good dude. Like A small moment. Yeah, very small that. moment that it kind of just, like, really clearly shows his character. Uh, he's Definitely. struggling with a lot, and also he wants to take care. Something happens a little bit later where he's yeah. like trying to like protect, and this is, I think, probably part of that. And yes, I, it, I think it is in his nature, but I think he's also trying to like compensate for the yeah. fact that he did not protect his wife. For sure, I, I think a, a good chunk of this episode is is the parent show. Like like you said, I'm liking him more and more. Right. Um. He he even makes after she, you know, kind of concentrates and starts the fire. He he also has a good quip about how he's like he wouldn't be able to like magic us up some food and water by any chance, would you? <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's it's you're right. It's a good little moment. Um. Yeah. Between them for sure. So, moving along. Um. So when after we got the 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 kind of the the flashback to Nanave, uh how she escaped, uh, basically Lan like kind of took her prisoner. Uh, she was holding the knife to his throat, and he is kind of just like mm, whatever. Uh, hey, you're a healer. Can you heal my girl for me? And she just kind of Nanave just kind of laughs at this and. Because she is pretty clear she does not like Moraine. Like, kind of hates her. And and her whole order. And Lan is basically just like, ah, yeah, we both know you're not going to kill me. But then she actually tries. <laughs> but yeah. he's a badass, so he just takes her knife and knocks her unconscious. He's kind of He kind of makes a quip about how, oh, damn, you actually did try. But also, I'm rad and you suck, so I'm just going to, you know, yeah. do this whole thing. A lot of... I gotta give credit where it's due. A lot of expectation dodges. Yeah, it's that true. That was cool. She actually took a swing at him. She actually did try. It would have been easy for her to just, like, lower the knife and, like, make amends. Which but is no, so it, common. Which is so common. No, she basically, we cut back to them, and she's just tied to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and Lan comes over, and he's like, hey, listen, I, I really need you to heal my girl here. Right. 
Um, and she's like, basically like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. But, uh, she had better give me answers when she wakes up. Uh, this is not a demand. It is a threat because she's going to die without treatment. And yeah, that's where we get the whole bit where (laughs) she just does not answer. Lan's like, how the hell did you track me so far? And she's just like, nah, I don't have to answer you. Um, we also get a little, we wondered about this last episode. We get a little bit, a little bit of lore about Lan and, uh, Moraine's relationship. They call him her warder. Right. And apparently they share a bond and that they, he feels what she feels because she's about to put some like medicine in. Uh, she squeezes the wound and all this gross yellow pus comes out. I did not care for it. It was disgusting. Um, and she basically is like, this is going to hurt. Uh, and I know you feel her stuff. So brace yourself. I wondered to like what extent. You sure. know what I mean? Because I, I, he doesn't seem that bothered by it or he's just a badass. Yeah, dude, I cannot. I'm so glad that you I mean, you literally took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. I was wondering like, OK, there's a part of land that seems almost like um, I don't want to say robotic because he definitely has a personality, mm-hmm. but like for him, he seems like duty first. Right. And his yes. duty is to is to Moraine. He's a very stoic character. For yes. Sure. And uh, this entire time, she's obviously been struggling. So do we take it as like, hey, the show you kind of like did a didn't really do a good job of showing that like he feels her pain or is it to say that like because of how you know stoic he is and how like dutiful he is that he's just like suppressing that because he needs to keep it together for her and for the squad right all right um and then yeah you know he like winces a little bit mm-hmm. oh, just a little <laughs> just a little baby wince yeah so interesting it's a cool it's a cool thought that like her warder will share her feelings but that's right. um yeah. Did did she mention specifically of if that goes both ways or is it only he feels what she feels? I can't remember. I don't now. think she did make mention of that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I would expect it probably only runs the one way. Probably. Um but I was just curious. I just had that thought. Um we cut back to our boy Perrin and uh he has a uh Dracula. I'm still calling this dude Dracula. Sounds uh, good. W- ember ember eyed dark man um nightmare <laughs> about a wolf uh i couldn't tell if it was like the same wolf that licked his wound but it's a wolf uh eating his wife layla back in the forge uh real creepy moment where she like her kind of zombie corpse turns to him and screams i know don't not quite sure what that's about uh, then he wakes up and him and Egg kind of have to start running from the wolves. The wolves are closing in. So I, uh, by the way, I do like the dream, the dream sequence. Um, dreams are important. Dreams have power, baby. Dreams are important. They do have someone, power. And someone uh, once told me. Yeah. The <laughs> little, little birdie. Power. <laughs> um, I am convinced more and more that these wolves are guiding them. Definitely. Right. I mean, they make almost direct reference. Well, to it right. And I, I'm, so. I'm saying this at this point because okay. at this point in the episode, I, I wrote this down. I was like, I'm pretty sure that like somehow the wolves are like working for them. Right. Like sure. they are 
maybe Help they me. are protecting and, and maybe they don't realize, right? Like, right, right, like right. they are keeping other things away um, or they are at, quite literally guiding them. And then I'm not exaggerating. The next fucking scene, she's like, it's almost as if the wolves let us yeah. here. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> um, Zach went back and is he's lying. He went back in his notes and is just trying to sound cool. Um, so I did a pretty bad job of taking notes here, mostly because I was like somewhat uninterested in the stuff that was going on with Rand and uh, Randikin, please. Randikin, you're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Uh, Randikin and Matt. However, there is some good stuff there. Uh, it's yeah. just, it just, it, go, it goes a little faster because it's like, there's some stuff that's just kind of fluff. Definitely. Um, we, we do meet my new favorite character. Uh, I, they I call fucking it, knew. You had to know. Dude, you he reminds me so much of, um, oh, what is his name from Castlevania? Oh, of Trevor Belmont? Yes. The no 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 I'm sorry no the the like he's not actually a bard he's more like the guy that like is like looking for his uh wife in like the dimension oh uh the guy that betrays them yes. kind of um, I can't remember his name the yeah I can't remember. the the more 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 trant more it starts with an M like uh. Whatever way, it is, I know who you're talking about in Castlevania, the Netflix yeah, Castlevania. But he show, also looks like a love child of like Bradley Cooper and uh, Viggo Mortensen. He's gorgeous. Yes, he's absolutely gorgeous, yes. and he's suave as hell. Oh yes, uh, and he has a he, voice that is like is, is the voice of an angel, <laughs> like a very crusty like rattlesnake angel. Though. Oh my like, god, yeah. It's it's there's some venom in that voice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they meet this dude in the tavern, 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 um, and they meet this Glee man. They don't give him a name yet. Uh, he sings a song. Uh, <laughs> Matt got his purse pickpocketed, and the Glee man takes it right back. And but he keeps it. He he like basically taunts him with it. He's like, ah, oh, it's a donation for the Glee man, and also uh, a life lesson for you. And Randikin is all like, oh, that's an expensive life lesson. Right. This dipshit. And, um, yeah, he's cool as hell. New favorite character. Love the Glee Man for sure. So then our our uh, our boys, Randikin and Matt, uh, they request uh, a room for the night. Mm-hmm. Right. right. They say, so hey, we just, we, yeah. we, just, we just need to stay here. Anywhere that we can sleep that you can provide, you know, like uh, either something for very, very, very cheap or, you know, we'll work for it. Right. She's like, okay, I'll put you guys to work. So she goes and uh, takes them outside and says, all right, look, there's all these logs. They need splitting. Uh, Take care of it. So Randikin gets to work. And as she's walking away, this is so funny. As she's walking away. Yes. uh, Matt (laughs) is checking her out and she kind of uh-huh. gives Matt a little little side eye. Mm-hmm. Um Rannikin's like she seems a little young for you. Yes. Uh and Matt's he's like I always I thought, you know, someone like Moraine was more your type and he was like, "Eh, there's exceptions to everything, right?" He's into those milfs like Moraine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but this is hilarious. Matt is still focused on her 
and Randigan is like, <laughs> come on, we'll, we'll do it this. in turns. And, <laughs> and Matt is like, he's like, you think she'd be into that? <laughs> Randigan is like, that. dude, I'm talking about splitting the wood, bro. <laughs> come on, let's get I'm talking work. about splitting wood too, dude, Matt says. It's so fun. My note says, uh, says, um, Matt uh, definitely thinks that Randigan just suggested they run a train on the barmaid. Did you catch uh, that, Scott? <laughs> yeah, I, I did very briefly, but I somehow did not make a note about it. Um, so funny. Matt's into those devils three ways, man. <laughs> um, he's, either, he's into that for sure. I love that he just asks Randigan, oh, you think she'd be into <laughs> yeah, you, think, you think she'd go for that? Uh, it's really uh, it's funny. very very good it's good stuff so yeah so then um they after this after, after they almost have a devil's three-way now they're fighting uh you know lover lovers quarrel uh matt's kind of being a real asshole and he he doesn't want to work he tells he tells uh Randikin that the others are probably dead already why are we still believing this this BS about one of us being the dragon and the White Tower and all this stuff? Uh, and then he hits him with the stinger. He says, Egwene wouldn't do this for you. Shitty. Yeah, shitty move uh, from Matt. Randikin calls him a prick. And uh, Matt goes inside and uh, he's he him and him and him and the barmaid. Her name is Dana, by the way. They kind of hit it off him and Dana. Uh, he tells her he's he's got to get home because people need him, whether he has to beg, borrow, or steal. She says she'd rethink that last one unless he wants to end up in a cage. When they entered the village, there was this corpse in a cage. So she's kind of implying that's what happened, although we later learn that's not even true. Um, but yeah, Dana is great. It was actually in a bit here where... <laughs> Where I backtracked and said, wait, she's my new favorite character now. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's she's cool, though. Uh, or at least she seemed like she was for a time. Right. No, yeah, I I, I actually I quite enjoy her. I mean, even still, even her. Even yeah, though no, she's for a sure. Fucker, uh, for sure. She's a cool character. Yeah, definitely. So we cut back to uh, Nineveh. Uh She says she's never seen anything like this poison. And she talked a big game before about healing this wound, and now she's just like, I'm actually not sure I can help with this because um, this is not responding to my treatment. Right. And Lan is like, okay, I'll be back. He pulls an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. He's like, I'll be back. Yeah, and it's just so out of nowhere, too. He's just like, hey, uh, actually, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go somewhere. Like, yeah, just, I got to go. Stay here. And she's like, wait a minute, you were, like, watching me like a hawk before, you're leaving me alone with her now, you know I, like, hate her. And Lana's like, nah, it's cool, I know you'll keep her safe. <laughs> He's very confident in this. Uh, he comes back shortly thereafter, he says he found what they're looking for, and they need to ride off, and they go, basically. So, we flash back to Perrin, and, uh... Our guy is really struggling, by the yep. way, uh, with with killing his wife, which, I mean, makes perfect sense. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so fucking guy, man. I feel for him. Uh, he uh, to this point, he still hasn't told anybody. 
that he's Correct. the one that, that killed her. So this is this is like some deep stuff that he is keeping to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they do run into uh, a band of some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old woman named uh, Isla. And they ask them, do you know the song? Mm. And then they say no. And they're like, well, you have to say this specific thing and whatever. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but they're basically just travelers. They call themselves uh, Twarthaans Twarth- or something like that. Oh, I had Tinkers. I thought they called themselves the they, Tinkers. It, it, there's like different names for them. Like uh, okay. they are the Twarthaan, also known as like travelers, Tinkers. I mean, they're basically like just gypsies, right? Gypsies, yeah, that's exactly okay. the vibe I got off them. But they're like friendly. They're like helping them out. They feed them, you know. Yeah. They bring them around their fire. They they seemingly on the surface like good people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're they're just like, look, anybody. I mean, any anybody's welcome to our shit. Like, right? You know, like we we help out people if you need it. You know, we're, For sure. we're here. So yeah, cool, cool for them. This is this is also where you alluded to this earlier when you were talking about. Uh, Perrin kind of offers they're like about to go into these really foggy woods and Perrin basically offers to go ahead to like make sure it's safe right and Egwene is like listen you don't have to protect me what happened wasn't your fault right and And he's like yeah all he says is it is and he kind of breaks down in tears and she you know doesn't tell her anything more than that and she kind of you know comforts him and reassures him and says no no it wasn't but uh, he is he's going through some shit. Homeboy is fucked up, man. The I, least. Again, yeah. I feel for him. Bad. Yeah. Definitely. So, um <laughs> we get some <laughs> We get a very good scene. It's just yes. funny. It's it's just a good time. Dana and Randikin. Oh, this is where I was like, okay, Dana, new favorite. Dana fucks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically she's like, all right, hey, look, dude, you split the wood enough. Now I want you to split your wood on my wood. And, um, and no, that comes later. She has to make sure, yeah. you know, his boyfriend approves first, right. you know. Right, 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 of course. So, so she's like, hey, look, you guys can stay here. She takes him into this, like, nice little cabin. And, um, and he's like, dude, like, we'll, we'll take a tarp. Like, you don't need to be, like, we don't need... Save this for a paying customer. And she's like, don't worry right. about it. Like, you guys are fine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to help you out. He's like, okay, cool. This is, this is fucking rad. Well, then she's like, uh, I brought some beer for you. And, and he's like, here, why don't you have it? He's not here. He's being a shit. And she's like, well, I mean, like you guys are fighting. I can tell. And also like, I think you guys are fucking each other. <laughs> basically what she says i believe the exact quote is nothing like a little slap and tickle to sort out relationship woes yeah definitely so she also makes a big deal about how soundproof this room is (laughs) she's like nobody will hear whatever you want to do dude it's so fucking funny (laughs) at first i was thinking like did she overhear them and like she wants to fuck around with this devil's three-way but then i realized that she was just insinuating that they are uh, a couple and yeah. that they're that they're going to be banging it's um, good stuff yeah it's very funny but so randikin randikin has his best line of the show here so far too he he tells her 
uh, listen, we're not together. If I wanted a man, I could do better. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I appreciate the confidence, Randikin, but you're kind of a little dick, and I'm not sure you could, but it's a good line. Right. It's a good line. Also, Matt's the best looking of, of, of the guys. Oh, Perrin's a, you know, a buff, you know, good looking dude. Yeah. I don't know. Matt kind of looks a little sleazy, if we're being honest. Like, I like Matt, but. I kind of go for that, you know. I like I, I, like, I, like, I like the sleazy ones. <laughs> uh, I need that soundproof room. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we we get we get a good bit here. This is I, I enjoyed this this scene quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we we uh, switch over to to Matt, and he it's so it's nighttime now, and he has gone up to this this cage that's hanging right with this mm-hmm. dead person inside of it and uh he's up close to it and behind him we get the corniest entrance of all time ever in existence it it basically was like cowboy western music and then this dude like steps into frame and like like a knife slides out of his sleeve it was just like the cheesiest shit it I've ever wasn't seen. that bad it was pretty bad dude <laughs> okay, um it was bad. <laughs> so so this is the bard or the the gleeman um, the gleeman. And he's just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Uh basically Matt's like, dude, I'll fucking I'll fight you if I have to, like, fuck off. And he's like, I'm not here to hurt you. Like, I'm here to take this dude down and bury you. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Certified badass though, the Gleeman tells him, Listen, you would bleed out before you ever touched me. Yeah, yeah, basically. I he's like, I I would fuck your world so hard. Right. Like, exactly. like you and I are going to need that soundproof room. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he asks, you know, he asks Matt, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I've told you what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And Matt kind of finally like lets the guard down, lets the cheek go. And just, uh, he's just like, honestly, I'm, I, I'm looking for a way home. Uh, I was going to see if he had any gold on him. You know, he doesn't need it anymore. And our fucking guy who we, who we learned that his name is, is Tom, right? Tom. Yeah. Uh, so, so Tom, the Gleeman, just such a cool fucking dude. He's like, yeah. he's like, you could tell he's disappointed, but he's like, you know, we all we all are desperate at times. He says he understands desperation, right? Which I think is a, a good line. And as a gentleman, he walks away from the dead body. Yeah, turns his back to him and says, "Just let me know when you're finished." Yeah, what like I think what it's a, a respect. It's a gr- yeah, it's a great scene, and I think part of part of what made Matt kind of let his guard down here and be honest here is that the Gleeman knows like where he's from and everything. He, right. This guy is obviously well traveled. Uh, he he tells him, "Yeah, I know you're from Two Rivers by your dress and your speech and all the accent and all this stuff." And um, the Gleeman just seems like such a cool dude. Like he talks about this this corpse. It, uh, he says he's an ale. Uh, ale. Ale. Yeah, it's like a, a tribe. I'm guessing or a, a race of people. Yeah. So I have it as like a a race or a class as well, right? Uh, sure. They, they seem yeah. like warriors and or assassins. Right. I think he mentions they live in like the wastes. So I don't know if this is like a desert kind of people. He um, does have like um 
Um, yeah, he looked kind of like he had a wrapping, like a yeah. desert garb. But um, he basically says, he's like, it wasn't justice that killed him. He was killed by cowards who feared what they didn't understand. Right, right. Um, uh, the Gleeman is cool. Yeah, he definitely is. And he he goes on to express that when you see one of these uh, Aiels, if that's mm-hmm. hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, um, that if, if their mask is covering their face, mm-hmm. then you're fucked because he's here to kill you. Right. But when his face is is shown and his you have nothing you know, to guard fear. is down, uh, that he's just another person, like just trying to live yeah. his life and do his thing. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 pretty good. It's it's a really good fucking scene. Um, mm-hmm. Our guy Matt does take a, a kind of like this like stone. Um, looks like a crystal, maybe. Looks like a crystal, yeah, of some kind, and like a little little wood uh, carving too. Right. You can tell that Matt is definitely going to have to upgrade his bag real soon because he's going <laughs> to exceed his weight limits on his bag. Because, uh, yeah. like, homeboy's, like... Like, he he is playing the game the way that I start off every RPG where, like, I'm saving force. He's picking, and picking like, up everything. Yeah, fucking yeah. flowers and, uh, yeah, everything. There's a, there's a good moment, too, where Matt asks, uh, who we now know is Tom for his purse back now that they've kind of shared this moment mm-hmm. and um it, tom starts to like reach th- get back in his coat to get it for him and then he realizes matt is holding it he at some point pickpocketed it back off of him yeah and they kind of share a laugh you know like a mutual respect thing about that too yeah it's really good it, um, it is it good. is a good scene i liked it quite yeah. a bit yep um but then then our guy tom as he says his goodbye, he tells him, don't let me find you hanging dead in a cage somewhere. Yeah. And if that is not foreshadowing, I do not know what is. It's true. It's true. That's some uh, some SS foreshadowing. For <laughs> yeah. For sure. Dude. Yeah. Um, I fear for my guy, Ta- or for my guy Matt. I yeah, think. dude. I don't think Matt is, uh, is going to be on solid ground for very long. I think he's going to be up not. in a cage at some point. Yeah. Could be, could be. Um, so the the barmaid <laughs> traps Randikin. She knows of Egg, and yes, I think she everything. braided her hair specifically to kind of allure him. Right. So we learn through some weird shit. Like they kind of fight a little bit. Like they just get a little in a little tussle. She shuts the door, locks him in. She takes his sword. Yeah. Right. And he's completely powerless at that point. Apparently. Yeah. Um, except he has enough power to bust through this giant ass fucking ironwood. Yeah. uh, So I think that's, I think last, last episode I was talking about how they all kind of have their own brand of whatever the fuck is happening to them. Right. Uh, I think that Randikins is the most fucking lame one of them all. Is that maybe he's strong, <laughs> strong dude, strong Randikin brute man. Yeah, yeah. Lame power for a lame dude. What can you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, so he he busts down the door. Uh, she, he he's like shoulder charging it. She's like, "There's no way you're gonna do anything like that thing is fucking." I can't remember how thick, like two feet she, thick or something. She says specifically like three men your size couldn't break down that door. And of course he immediately breaks it. Down. <laughs> right. Um, so he gets free. 
Uh, she chases him outside, and uh, he finds Matt, and he's like, yo, we got to fucking go. Like, she's, you know. She's got a sword. It's yeah. very it's very Shades of Aladdin when Abu has the sword. <laughs> and he's like, he's got a sword. You idiot. We've all got swords. Yeah, they are terrified of Dana with a sword. Right. They are just sprinting well, She does give off this kind her. of, like, air of, like, like, I, I can hold my own. I guess. Like, yeah. It just was funny to me just to see this one girl with a sword just ta- chasing these two men. Right. One of whom just proved he's very strong um, through the streets. And it was just very funny to me. So so we get a little bit of uh, bad guy talk here. And she's like, I'm just, I'm keeping you here. You're not going anywhere because I've summoned one of the eyeless. Um, so... I don't know how or when she summoned the Eyeless, but mm-hmm. this does tell us that our theory in our first episode is true. That the Eyeless are to be summoned, or like you, yeah. or there is a method to summon. There's a them. method of calling them, yeah. So I wonder. Could have been like while he was out splitting wood or something. Yeah, when she did it. Um, and not when he was splitting Matt's wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they. They they're like they're talking about. She's telling him like I you know I work for the for the dark one or whatever he's mm-hmm. called, and in the middle of a sentence, just a fucking dagger goes straight through her throat, and you've activated my trap. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Tom, uh, the the bard, the gleeman, is like, yo, like if she works for the dark one, like fuck her, she's dead to me. Literally, I killed her. Haha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was part of the te- that that was part of the show. Yeah, my new favorite character killed the shit out of my other new favorite yes. character, and I didn't know how to feel about yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. I like. I did actually like Dana quite a bit. Yeah, I um, did too. So she she kind of has a whole little like spiel here, where she's like, listen, like you know she's she's selfish about it you know she she definitely wants rewarded for bringing them the dark one or bringing them to the dark one right the last person that did it was named ishmael right and but she also yeah she it was famous for like forever but she also kind of talks about how listen like all there's all this misery in the world like you guys don't understand what the uh sedai are doing there's all this misery, all this war, and she says specifically the Dark One is going to break the wheel of time and basically stop all the misery in the world is what it, she makes it sound to be. Right. Uh, and I'm like, um, he's literally called the Dark One girl. Um, I don't think you can, like, make him sound good. <laughs> yeah, she's she's clearly never read a fantasy book ever. Yeah, never. Never, definitely. So, sure. yeah, she, she's dead now. Uh, Tom killed her. Yes. Um, Real quick, did you catch the other very important small thing that she said? Uh. Oh yes, that the that the uh. Ice die. Uh, like is like that they're gonna kill them. Well, no, there was that too, but she said. So she said she's she knows who Edwayne is because she's seen them in her dreams, and then she says she's oh, seen right. all five all five of them. of them, and 
Matt even quickly remarks, five? Who the fuck is the fifth, Zach? Oh, I think it's the person we meet at the end of this episode now. Well, that's a good question. I did not know what to make of the what was going on with the person at the end of the episode here. I had no idea what was happening. So maybe it is. Or maybe it's just maybe somebody right. else. Yeah. That we haven't Could met be. yet. Yeah. Um interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so I hope that like Tom stays with these guys. Oh yeah, I hope he's a main consistent character cuz he's Yeah, he's cool. Like I was I'm you know, I'm I'm do, doing a meme and doing a bit the new favorite character thing but no legitimately he's he he is yeah rad. he's cool as fuck he's cool as hell yeah for sure so we so they they set off right they he says we we need to go east to to white tower yeah randikin grabs his sword back from yeah. from her corpse <laughs> like yeah don't forget your dad's sword dude um and then we cut to moraine lan and uh the knave mhm and they get to wherever Lan was taking them, which is somewhere where there is more Aes Sedai, or mm-hmm. another Aes Sedai. Yeah. Uh, her name is Leandrin. She is the red cloak girl from the very first from, episode. Right, from the very first episode. Um, and she... There seems to be, like, a weird tension, right yeah. like they're like she definitely knows who they are like lan and uh moraine right uh she knows them but yeah i mean she says their name right yeah she says moraine sadai and then moraine says lan, uh, leandrin sadai and uh you would think that like they're sisters right like that's their thing like all the right. Sedai. and she's just like if you came to help you're fucking late we already did it yeah and she's like what so apparently they have found a man who is claiming to be the dragon reborn. And it just shows him in this cage being yeah, This off. is what I didn't understand. They just like focus in on him in this cage and like that's the big that's then the episode ends and it's like that's the big oh we showed this dude in a cage and he is claiming to be the dragon reborn and the episode ends and I'm like hey what? I didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know how to take this. Like, I was just kind of like, Wait, "That's the end." Like, what is that? Was your cliffhanger? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I. I was very. Yeah, I was definitely caught off guard a little bit. And y- the more that you and I are talking about this, I don't. I don't think that he's the fifth person that Dana could see I in her dream. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's some someone more important. Someone more legit. Like, this dude does not seem legit. Yeah, the, like, the the way that he's introduced is, like, right. a man claiming to be the Dragon Reborn. Right. Yeah. Was he, it the same dude they caught from the first episode? I could not tell. I don't think Did so. Did they not actually kill him? I don't think so. Okay. I couldn't remember from the first episode. I, I don't... I like, is I, that the same guy? Did they not kill him? I don't think so. I definitely could be wrong, but I, I don't think it was. Well, okay. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense because Moraine and uh, Lan were there when that happened. Right, exactly. So surely they would know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the end of that episode. What the fuck? Weird place to end, man. Yeah. Weird place to end. But you're right. I think what's more intriguing is the fact that there did seem to be some tension... Which we discussed briefly, like, why, I was I guess it was last episode, why Moraine is traveling alone. Because they right. can't, she says they normally travel in groups. 
uh, maybe she is kind of on the outs with her order. Maybe she's kind of like the Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, the kind of the, the rogue of right. the, the order, kind of off doing her own thing always is kind of the vibe I'm starting to get. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I think that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely, I cool definitely, the expectation was that Moraine is a big deal. And sure. if that's the case, then there's another great expectation dodge. Mm. Um, cause, cause it could be, so, I mean, obviously like you don't want to just dodge expectation just to like sure, do sure, that. Sure. Like that's how you get the last Jedi. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, God, yes. Jesus. Which is shit. Which is ass, By the way, dude. just, just to be clear for what that means, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's the entire movie is, oh, subverting expectations. You can't just do that willy nilly and expect it to be good. Also, right. Is the problem. Yeah. 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 But, but this isn't a Star Wars podcast. But this would be, but this would be good. This would be a good form of that because yes. like, I mean, anytime you have the chance to have characters have any type of turmoil, like turmoil between them. Mm-hmm. or like their status is questioned i feel like he, right. that that brings out some really good character moments which yes. obviously is, creates, is good creates more interesting characters yeah, for sure definitely. like it's you know you know i made the qui-gon jinn analogy but for all the prequels faults like his character was not one of them like the idea of you know him being this super powerful kind of respected jedi but at the same time he was such kind of this crackpot and rogue that right you know they wouldn't put him on the council and all this stuff and like obi-wan told him like dude you're like one of the most powerful masters like if you would only like stay in line you would be on the council and qui-gon was just like nah uh, that's not me it's like a it's like a circle of like doctors and then you have this one who has great results but he is more like uh like like acupuncture and like <laughs> This like, is such a weird analogy. Like it just like it's like, dude, you're not doing things the way that we do it. Like, fuck you. Fall in line. Yeah. I I kind of hope maybe we're reading too much into it, but I do kind of hope that's the direction that it goes. Um, I think that would be a cool idea of hey, this is why Moraine is traveling alone. Obviously, she's with Lan, but not with other sisters. Um, right. So yeah, that could be a cool angle. I kind of hope that's the direction they go. Or maybe we're just reading too much into this and, you know, Moraine is this super important person. She's on her own because she's powerful enough to be on her own. I don't know. I, d- I don't I get don't the feel. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that's it. I definitely don't think that's it. But either way, uh, it will remain to be seen. Um, you have any final thoughts? <sighs> Not really. Like, I didn't adore this episode but there were still good things in it i think uh the parents stuff was some good stuff some some good humor in this episode for sure yeah uh got introduced to a super cool new a super cool couple new characters uh dana r.i.p yeah um but, this was uh, the most like witcher episode that i that that i felt yeah 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 definitely i i get a lot of i said this in the beginning i get a lot of witcher vibes off this series and just the way that it's even just the way that it's made, um, shot, and you know, even like some dialogue and stuff like that, which isn't a bad thing. I en- I enjoyed the Witcher show. Yeah, but um, definitely. Anyway, I think that's all I got, pal. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think I I definitely liked this episode more than I think you did. Uh, so I am I'm pretty stoked, man. I I kind of don't necessarily give a fuck about 
Perrin and Egg traveling with these tinkers. Yeah. That's weird. That's what I was going to say. Hopefully it's I, not a long-winded thing. I don't care about that storyline, except I do love Perrin. Right. So that's kind of a, a weird place to be. But I, I sincerely hope it is not going to take us this full season to get to the White Tower. Yeah. That's my biggest hope for yep. now. Yeah, that, that could definitely be a bit of a hang-up for me. I, I will say this. Um... I think it was very smart that Amazon put three episodes out to start. Yeah, sure. Because if we weren't doing this podcast, I don't know that I would have like been fully invested in continuing, like promising to see it through after watching only the first, if they had only released one episode. That's fair. Um, I think they could have stopped at two because as we've talked about, I think two has been the strongest episode for yeah, sure so yeah. far. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with the right. sentiment. And also, sentiment. if they had stopped that too, then we wouldn't have had to do this record again, where it would have taken fucking <laughs> yes. all day to watch three episodes and, and record three episodes. You you fuckers out there better be thankful. We uh, we have been watching and recording all day <laughs> to get you these episodes like as hot and fresh hours. as possible. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. And them. we still have to, rec- or, and we still have to edit and, uh, get yeah, it up yeah, for yeah. tomorrow. Oh, I'll get it no, up for tomorrow. I like to get it up tonight, <laughs> preferably. Um, but yeah, from now on, I believe it's weekly, so it'll be easier on us, thankfully. And, uh, you guys can just listen to them weekly as they come out and you're watching the show or, you know, whenever you get to them, that's cool too. We don't mind, but, um. But yeah, uh, I guess if you don't have any other final thoughts, Zach, we can close it out here. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on the social media at We Don't Want a Pod. Um, tell your grandmas about the show. I don't get to say this very often. This is usually Zach's bit, but tell your grandmas about the show. We love grandmas. Um, we know they love it. And uh, you yeah. think there's Thank any guys. people out there that think we actually have like a weird like grandma fetish probably that is not what this is don't be weird about it zach yeah, dude it's only weird if you make it weird man i don't even remember how this bit started but we're committed to it we're now committed. So. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else we are committed to we go bits. hard man we go hard on the grandmas <laughs> we, go- God damn it. <laughs> we like to drive bits into the ground until no one finds them funny but us but thank you guys again for joining us Catch us again next week, and we will see you then. Bye!